This is People Every Day. Coming up, actor Army Hammer facing rape allegations. Plus, Kris Jenner on Kim and Kanye's split, and I catch up with actress Taylor Page. I feel really lucky to work, and I feel really lucky to be a part of storytelling that can inform us. It's March 19th. Hello, hello, hello. This is People Every Day presented by Macy's. I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein and TGIF. Yes, it is Friday. What am I going to do this weekend? I have no idea, but I'm going to try and make sure it doesn't involve me staring at a computer screen. I know that much. Later in the show, I catch up with actress Taylor Page, who we recently saw opposite Oscar nominee Viola Davis in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, She gives me the lowdown on her new film, Boogie, and shares how she and boyfriend Jesse Williams of Grey's Anatomy fame have been doing this past year. But Now, let's get into the top stories bubbling up as we head into the weekend. Joining me is senior beauty and style director and reality TV connoisseur, Andrea Laventhal. Hi, you. (laughs) I love that last one. It's um, (laughs) that one I went to college for, for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) What are you getting into this weekend? Um, Well, you said that you hope to do something that doesn't involve staring at your computer screen. Mm -hmm. I hope to be doing something that involves staring at my TV screen because that's when I catch up on TV. Yeah, basically on the weekends during nap time. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, TV. I thought you were going to say March Madness. I'm like, I'm running. I'm running from that. My husband I'm is going to be dominating. And not to be a stereotype, but you know who you're talking yeah, to, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> style and beauty, basketball. I don't know. <laughs> so, okay, let's head over to Calabasas and talk about the latest on the Kardashians. First things first, um, because we have Kris Jenner who has spoken out. She broke her silence on Kim and Kanye's divorce. Divorce, right? She was on this Australian radio show, The Kyle and Jackie O Show, and she just addressed it. Uh, the, I, she said, I think it's always going to be hard anytime, you know, there's a lot of kids involved. So are, are you surprised to hear her speaking out about something so, you know, contentious going on? I don't know what it is about the Aussies that she felt like that's that's where she wanted to reveal it as <laughs> such a such a moment. Um, no, I guess the timing's right, you know, with the final season of keeping up with the Kardashians coming back. I feel like people are wanting to know about Kim and the divorce. So we were waiting to hear from her. We've been waiting. For sure. So so Chris has been uh, such a, a rock and a momager, of course, an epic momager, as we know. She said, even on the show, she said, I think we all want for our families just to be able to have the love and appreciation of one another and just that everyone's okay. So though there are business dealings that are intrinsically tied to a lot of their personal lives, <laughs> she still has that core of we're family. I want my kids to be happy. Um, yeah, I think that's why people connected to the card Jenners in the first place is that yes, they have money and this fame, but they're also a family. Yeah. And that always came through and they were always so candid about all of the stuff that went on that you couldn't help but connect to them. And Chris as a mom, like you said, the mom role, everybody who's a mom, a parent can relate to trying to deal with the craziness of your kids, whatever that is. That is the truth. There is definitely some craziness that goes on on that show. We saw that um, <laughs> during Thursday's season premiere of the final season, a 
Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Scott Disick discussed his split from Sophia Ritchie. And, it, you know, he kind of broke down the timeline and that, you know, they were they were dating. Uh, you know, there was all this drama and it came to a head because she gave him an ultimatum, I guess, about, you know, uh, is it going to be me or Courtney? And so so how how would you say this is relatable? Few people can relate to the Kardashians, but 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 how is this kind of, you know, oh, well. situation where you're dealing with, you know, dating after splitting kids are involved? I think a lot of people can relate to the it's blank or me, mm-hmm. right? Scenario mm-hmm. where you don't want to take somebody you love away from something they love or are connected to, whether it's it's me or your family, yeah, yeah. me or your mother. Oh, Wait, have boy. you ever been on either end of a relationship ultimatum? No way. I'm not going to do that because you're going to lose. That's the thing. If you have to issue the ultimatum, that's true. You're going to lose because you might quote, get the person, but they're going to be miserable because now they have to give something up. So it's like, if you do me or the dog, okay, they love their dog, you know? Um, I I guess the only time that it's, uh, it works if it's like me or the fill in the blank, something that's really causing you harm. But if it's something they love, you're, you're going to lose, you're going to win and lose at the same time. So no, I don't play that game. Well, I was gonna do. I was gonna say it's me or March Madness this weekend. I'm gonna tell Doug that and see where we see where we. Let end me up. tell you, Gene, I'm just gonna break it to you now. He wants March Madness. Okay, you're gonna lose. I'm losing. I'm losing. Don't make him watch the Notebook with you. He's gonna be miserable. <laughs> okay, so 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 you know, would you say Sophia is right? Because we there was this sense that there was some overstepping, right? I mean, let's let's be honest. You have a boyfriend, you know. He has an ex um, that he shares children with. Um, they are very comfortable with one another and have been for years. Um, did she have some there there just from what we know about Scott's relationship oh, yeah. with Courtney? Oh, yeah. I mean, her feelings were probably very valid, mm. uh, but it's sort of one of those situations where you can't help maybe who you fall in love with. But she had to know he was coming with a full set of even if that luggage is Louis Vuitton, it's still luggage, <laughs> yeah. right? Not to call, not to call his his kids a carry on bag, but you know what I mean. It's a lot, and when family is involved, like your family has to come first. And when maybe one day she wanted a family with him, well, he was always going to have to split himself between. Yeah, and Courtney, he. It's so interesting the things he said about her and his kind of devotion to her still as as almost like his person. Yeah. That would kill me if I were Sophie. Yeah. Sophia. <laughs> so it's like the the one that you know got away but is always in my life still. So she didn't really get away. <laughs> I mean every every romantic comedy, teen drama, you know, this is what they're all about. It's like people who can't get over the one the one that got away or the one that still haunts them or yeah poor poor Sophia she didn't it seems like she didn't stand a chance in the long run against the mom the the baby mama it it did it did I would say that from the outset I thought that Do, do we think they're on good terms now I mean like do you think this ended okay they're still very much in each other's you know LA Rich orbits. Um, are you on good terms with any of your exes, Janine? I'm not that girl. Nope. So there you go. When it's over, when it's also, over. It seems like he has 
he has a new gal. That's so true. It was like, it's, I feel really sad. This is so sad. I don't want to break up, but I have to choose my family. But I'm also going to start dating that girl over there, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that, that's got to sting a little. Oh, for I sure. Think. Oh my goodness, Andrea! You just you just know the stuff inside and out, it, literally. Like you, summa cum laude, I just love speculating. summa cum laude of the the College of Reality. I, I really, I love your Valedictorian. expertise. Victorian. <laughs> Thanks so much. Have a good one. You too. Hey guys, I'm joined now by People Crime reporter Elaine Aradias to dig into a story that is front and center today. The Los Angeles Police Department announced that it is investigating a rape allegation against actor Army Hammer, and it should be stated that no charges have been filed. But a warning before we jump in, this is a deeply disturbing story and might be triggering for some of you. Elaine, thank you so much for joining me. We haven't covered Army on the show before, so I'm wondering if you can briefly introduce him to our listeners who don't know his work, who he is. And- I think he really sort of uh, came out when he appeared in The Social Network as he played the Winklevoss twins. And then he really sort of made a name for himself like with critical acclaim when he did Call Me By Your Name. And then I would say during the quarantine You know, his name started swirling around when some women started accusing him of um, very unseemly sexual situations. But these texts that some women alleged he sent were very um, provocative and really sort of diving into fetish Mm -hmm. and BDSM and BDSM. And so, you know. This is a subculture. There are a lot of rules that go into um, this culture. And, you know, consent, of course, is very important because it can be so, you know, it can appear violent. And that's part of the, the the discussion, right, about, you know, prior to the news that that came out yesterday um, that we'll get into in a second. The part of the discussion around the text messages were, is this somebody's private, you know, sexual fantasy fetish that, you know, he engaged in with the willing participants or, you know, was this dangerous behavior that wasn't welcomed by whoever his partners were? Right. And people were trying to figure out where that line was. But but. Yesterday, you know, a 24-year-old woman named Effie came forward and publicly accused Hammer of rape and physical abuse. On April 24th, 2017, Army Hammer violently raped me for over four hours in Los Angeles, during which he repeatedly slapped my head against a wall, bruising my face. He also committed other acts of violence against me to which I did not consent. That's just so difficult to listen to. Uh, Elaine, what do we know about Effie? Effie created an Instagram account called House of Effie. And she began posting DMs, private messages, and texts um, that she alleges were between her and Army. She had a four-year on-and-off relationship with him. And this is during his marriage? Yes. And 
you know, she so she started uploading and no one knew who Effie was like she really sort of like created this anonymous account. And as um, time went on, people began reaching out to her, other women and sending that sending her their text messages with army and she started uploading those got it got it and so uh we we know that he you know denies these accusations a, a statement issued by his lawyer reads in part that the relationship was completely consensual discussed and agreed upon in advance and mutually participatory and it goes on to say that Effie's own correspondence with Mr. Hammer undermines and refutes her outrageous allegations as recently as July 18th 2020 um Effie sent graphic text to Mr. Hammer telling him what she wanted him to do to her, Mr. Hammer responded, making it clear that he did not want to maintain that type of relationship with her. Well, let's talk about next steps. Survivors, especially those who've experienced, you know, intimate partner violence, often face a, a very long and difficult road to even getting charges brought against their abuser. So so what are the next steps here? For um, Effie, she filed a report and so now police are investigating. Anyone can walk into a police station and file a report and it gets investigated. That does not mean that charges are being brought. We're nowhere near that. This is just anyone, anyone can go into the local police department and say that, you know, I did something to them. And the police need to investigate that. And then they'll be like, okay, this didn't happen. Or, yeah, we are now sending this off to the district attorney's office. So, um, so you know, this is a very... So time will tell. Yes, exactly. Next up, actress Taylor Page on her new roles and going strong with Jesse Williams. Stick around. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hi, guys. I am so excited to be joined right now by actress Taylor Page uh, for many, many reasons. But first and foremost, for me, I was a huge Hit the Floor fan, former cheerleader <laughs> over here. And so, so excited. Um, she, of course, started that show and has gone on to do so much more. And we're going to get into all of that now. Taylor, how are you doing? 
I'm doing really well. Thank you. It's so great to speak with you. It's so great to speak with you. How's it going? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little tired because I stayed up late uh, watching Boogie. I got the screener. Oh, you did? Uh, yes. <laughs> I stayed up late watching Boogie. <laughs> it was intense. It was interesting. Like I like, you know, looking at that whole basketball world, my husband's a big basketball fan. Um, and so kind of like digging into that in a different way. I wasn't expecting. I, I mean, I wasn't expecting that story and that journey. It was a very unique take on that whole scene, you know, that world. And you haven't seen it from an Asian American man's perspective. Right. So anyways, let's let's let them in on all of this. Um, Taylor is starring in Boogie, a, a new film out um, directed by Eddie Huang, of course, who brought us fresh off the boat. Just a new foray for him. But Taylor plays um, a beautiful love interest, a young high school uh, tender young thing in this film. How did you get involved with this project? I'm interested in. So actually the audition came in. So we shot this in October, like September, October mm-hmm. audition came in June. And I was like, I just turned it down. I'm like, I'm not playing a teenager. Like you guys want me to get dragged. <laughs> like, and then I shot Ma Rainey actually. Mm-hmm. And then it came, the script came back around like, Hey, they want to make an offer to you. And the casting director of Boogie, actually, I had auditioned for something else with her and I didn't get the part, but the audition was really great. So she sent that audition to Eddie. So that's how it came about. And then so when it came back, I had two days to decide if I was even doing it and two days to because we were about to start shooting. Yeah. So I was like, OK, path of least resistance. This is a very quick turnaround. And I usually like more time to prepare and like figure out what the character is. But yeah. I've been 17 before. <laughs> New York's calling. I'm a go. Nice. And you, you asked me, what did I think? What do you think? What was it like filming Boogie? I feel really lucky to work. And I feel really lucky to be a part of storytelling that, that can inform us of mm-hmm. the world we live in. And I think it's really important. Like, you know, kids to me, kids are, we need to listen to the kids. Like we're all, whether you're 30, 40, 50, 60, like a lot of us are kids that haven't processed or healed our trauma, our yeah. I don't know. I think kids are gurus. So I'm proud of something that that very simply uh, starts a conversation in like cultural empathy and children like, you know, the kid we depend on the kids to undo the world that we've perpetuated. And I just overall, I just, you know, I just want to be intentional about those kinds of stories. And I think it's a very sweet but like a coming of age story with integrity that has like a bigger meaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and this you mentioned it is coming off the heels of you filming Ma Rainey. And that I mean the Golden Globes happened. You have Chadwick Boseman posthumously awarded um, that Golden Globe. What did it mean to you? I mean, just looking back now to have worked with him and so closely with him on that film uh, and, and and to know what we know now. It's still really surreal, but I think he graduated to the great beyond and is an ancestor who can generate even more awareness and love. And like, he just, I'm very inspired by his pure integrity and the clarity of of his example. And I just, I feel like I've become more conscious and as my work has started, it's like starting to move and I have a little bit of a moment, like starting to be like, whoa, like I'm really like, things are starting to fall into place just like whenever I fix my lips to say I'm tired I just think mm. of him and Davis and how he moved Chadwick out the way to lend himself to this really big soul levy and 
just his accessibility and availability and just watching him. And I'm just, I just love him so much. Yeah. And I'm just really proud and sad, but happy and celebrating him. And I'm just happy that we're talking about him and, 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 and you talk about it, just his work ethic and you look at some of those monologues, you, he just <laughs> left everything and, you know, those really like long monologues that they had in Ma Rainey. That's all there. Oh yeah. my goodness. Uh, just, was there any inkling? Cause it doesn't come across on film, but this was his, his la- would have been his last project. Like, was there, was there any inkling in working so closely with him then that any, you know, that he was not in ship shape? I just got chills. I think, of course, you know, when you look, when you reflect and you look back at the time, you're like, oh, we, he was still very much like present mm-hmm. and we had jokes. And, but I definitely think he, like, looking back, I think I could see he was like really protecting his energy. So maybe he wasn't as fond of like random kikis that he would be. I know from my time with him, like, he takes his work very seriously because he, it was all, it was legacy, yeah. you know, like leaving behind. And August Wilson, like, you know, you can't lie when you're speaking August Wilson's words. At all. And then lastly, just one other thing that seems to be going wonderfully well. You and Mr. Jesse Williams. Uh, I, I saw the um, the GQ article and it's so cute. Uh, how has the pandemic been treating you guys? Three years now. I, I didn't know that you... No, 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 two years. Two years. Two years. Two years, two years sorry. Two yeah. years. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing it. So it's been good. It's been, you know, trials and tribulations, but beauty and learning and awakening and patience and deep breaths and homeschool and, you know, all yeah. kinds of things that, you know, and being in the house and, um, but it's been really reflective. And I mean, I think all of us have been called, you know, we have all been forced to look at ourselves and we can't outrun ourselves. We are literally in the house. <laughs> and I think that um, what we contribute, how we live our lives, how we love, you know, how we project, it's been an opportunity and, and, and I just want to live a life that's conscious and I'm trying my best to live a life where if everyone were to live like me, like the world would be paradise and I'm not good at it and I don't do it every day. But that's what's come up for me this last year. Like, okay, so what I already contemplate life all the time. Like, what are we doing here? Like, this is so crazy to be alive. And I think this last year has just been like even more reflective, like, it's been a getting ready to get ready because when everything comes back, it's like, have we learned anything? That was actress Taylor Page. For more on her and her new film, Boogie, head over to people.com. And now something to make you smile and breathe a bit easier. It's been an intense week and I think we can all benefit from just taking a deep breath. And there is an adorable little boy who's gone viral on social media who can show us how to do that perfectly. Mom Ashley West happened to catch her six-year-old son Noah calming down her four-year-old son Corey who was gearing up to lose it with a full-on tantrum. Listen to this. Big bro Noah expertly de-escalated the situation, coaching Corey through breathing exercises and sent him off with a sweet pat on the back. So impressive. Noah's mom, if you're listening, does he do house calls asking for a friend? (laughs) Have a wonderful weekend, everyone. People Every Day is produced by Julia Weaver with help from Fallon Harge, Maureen Malarkey, and Aliza Sessler. 
Executive produced by Christina Everett and mixed by Mary Dew and Vahid Frazier. People's executive producers are David Flumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman. Special thanks to Mangesh Hatikater, Will Lee, and the incredible staff at iHeartMedia and People. 